get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. We are always happy to go out to the Brown and Crippen celebrity line to be joined by our friend, the betting analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at Benny Heiss. He helps us make better picks. He tries to make us smarter with football. Joins us now via the Brown and Crippen celebrity line. Heiss, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. How you doing today? I'm well, boys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you as well. I think this is the best football weekend of the year. You've got the best teams that are still remaining. You still get the two games on Saturday and then again on Sunday. It, it kind of weeds out the games that we no longer need to watch. And so it's, it's always my favorite weekend of the year. For betting purposes, Heiss, is there a specific game that you say on the best football game of the year or for best football weekend of the year, this is my favorite game of the weekend? Wow. I think from a betting perspective, the Saturday games have me feeling a little bit more confident, more so than the games on Sunday. And I'll explain why. Starting with the fact that Saturday home teams historically, if you're looking purely at the trends, they've been dominant going over the last 12 seasons. This is from VEASAN, that home teams are 21-3 and three straight up on Saturdays, 18-6 and six against the spread on Saturdays. Now on Sundays, for whatever reason, and maybe it's just because it gives – the team from the wild card round to the divisional round, maybe sometimes going from home to road or staying on the road and eventually catches up to them. But on Sunday's road teams are 15 and 17 straight up 22 and nine and one against the spread. So now you have the, the two number one seeds that are hosting Jacksonville and Kansas city and the Eagles bringing in the giants. And then two more, I think compelling games and, the spreads indicate that as well with the Bengals and the Bills and the Cowboys and 49ers. I look at the matchup and say to myself, I, I believe the Chiefs have the best chance to win the game. But given their entire history throughout the course of the year, they have not been a good covering team, especially as more as a touchdown favorite at home. And the team that I have the most confidence in, purely just from a talent level from one team to the other, is Philadelphia to be able to cover that seven and a half. I still like them better as a first half bet. Because of the discrepancy there, Philadelphia was the number one team in scoring in the first half all season long, averaged more than 17.4 points per game. Uh, the Giants ranked in the bottom 10 of the league as far as offensive production. Most of their comebacks this year, as you remember, they were a good second-half team, made a lot of adjustments. So I, I think my favorite bet of the week is to take the Eagles in the first half minus 3.5. But ultimately, even with the hook, I, I don't mind Philadelphia here, even in the divisional game. Given the, the trends, given the history, and given the fact that they're a rested team that's needed rest. 
so Heisa, I'm looking at these games, and my gut tells me to like take the over in all of them. And usually that doesn't work out for you, but I mean the highest over-under set right now with that Jags and Chiefs game at 52.5, I think that's an easy over, and then everything else just seems like the, the numbers are set too low. So the, the Jacksonville Chiefs game is, is, is actually interesting. If you look at Kansas City over the course of this year, they were actually a better under team than they were an over team. And, and that's with Mahomes putting up MVP type numbers uh, and the offense needing to help out the production of an inconsistent defense. Um, the, the Sharps have actually indicated that you're, you're on the right side, that it's gone from 50 and a half up to 53. I jumped the gun a little bit early. I like the under in this game, given how Kansas City can control ball, can control the ball, try to keep Trevor Lawrence off the field uh, in the second half of the game. And I still think Kansas City's defense, given their inconsistencies, uh, when you create pressure on Trevor Lawrence, you've seen the interceptions, you've seen the turnovers happen. Uh, so I think they're basically going to be able to play ball control for them in the second half, and, and I think it's going to limit Jacksonville's opportunities on offense. So that's actually a game that I do like the under. And one thing I will caution about, too, is – all the games from the wild card round yeah. basically were about to go over with the exception of the final Monday night game. And if not for Brett Maher missing, what, four extra points in that game, that game goes over as well. You have to imagine that it's going to start to shift, especially with some weather potentially coming in that could play an impact as well. That's on me. It's a one over that I bet. At, I took it. Not, you, you can blame me. I'll, I'll Every take that time, Heiss. <laughs> if you ever wonder, like, hey, why did Blink happen? That was a disaster. It's, it's probably because I had something to do with it. I'm I'm flying next Tuesday if the airlines go down once again in terms of the system. Like, it's it's probably because of me. Uh, Heist, the game that I really like on Sunday is the Cowboys at the Eagles. It's weird because I've been kind of the highers. Close. Look, you're BKO in the freaking games now. Cowboys against the 49ers. It, it's weird. I've been probably the highest one on this show on the Cowboys late in the season, and now I feel like we've all kind of gone a little overboard, overboard on the Cowboys after that impressive performance against what I think is a really bad team in Tampa Bay. I like the 49ers minus the three and a half points. I also like the over in that game because I don't know that either of these defenses are going to get consistent stops. Do you like a side in that game between the Cowboys and the 49ers? If I had to take a side, I'd probably lean 49ers at three and a half. I, I don't love the hook in that game because I do believe that's going to be the closest game on the board. The, the big question that I have is, is when are we going to see Brock Purdy turn into the seventh round rookie that we've all been expecting for the last several weeks? And the, the type of run that he is on is, I don't want to say unprecedented because I think we saw something similar to when Ben Roethlisberger took the Steelers to the Super Bowl in his first year. Um, but at some point, when you start to face a really good pressure defense, the way that Dallas is able to generate pressure on the quarterback. And you also saw in that game in Seattle in the first half, Purdy got very lucky with some of his passes. There were a few that were on target to be intercepted, uh, but Seattle's inconsistency in the pass defense at just wasn't able to, to take care of it. I do wonder whether or not that comes into play. I think for San Francisco, the, the biggest key for them is you get a lead in that game you're able to use your run game and a very strong offensive line to your advantage. You can dictate tempo. You can keep Purdy protected. But if all of a sudden now you're trying to play comeback with a rookie quarterback going up against the Dallas defense that has the ability to take the football away, that's where I have some concern. So I think it's going to be a much closer game than maybe some folks anticipate, even with the 49ers looking as good and as dominant as they've been over the second half of the season. So while I like them in this side, 
the three and a half still scares me just a tad. If anything, BK, I'm, I'm probably leaning under in that game, even though both of these offenses are incredibly talented. It's part of the reason that we've seen a tick down below that key number of 47. All that I hear there is that Heiss has never seen the movie, the the heralded movie, American Underdog, that tells the <laughs> inspirational story of one Kurt Warner. That's all I heard there, Heiss. That's all I heard. I, you know what? The, the, was it Zachary Levi that, that played Kurt Warner in it? I it, it was. It, it's on like every airplane movie. Like every, <laughs> it doesn't matter what airline you are on. The, the American Underdog story, whatever it's called, is always available. And every time I try to watch it, because I have tried, um, some child ends up screaming, and that takes my attention away. Yeah, well, it's about my life that's in a couple of weeks, guys, because I'm taking two kids on a flight to Disney World, so I would imagine they're going to be the ones that will be screaming uh, the entire time. I don't want to be screaming the entire time in this game, Heist, but tell me that I'm okay by believing that the Giants keep this one close against Philadelphia. Yeah, because of their ability to come back in the second half and Philadelphia's inconsistencies in the second half. Like, I I don't think it's going to go well early. I, I could see a couple Daniel Jones turnovers. I could see Saquon Barkley having some issues, Philadelphia having plenty of time to prepare to improve in their run game defense. That's been an issue for them throughout the course of the season. And you're now going from playing Minnesota, who despite a very good record was probably the luckiest team in the NFL. They completely outplayed what their numbers showed that they were. Um, Minnesota was was a bottom seven DVOA defense and terrible against the pass. Eagles are a top three pass defense team. So you're going to have to pretty much dictate your entire offense through the run game. And Philadelphia knows the Giants well enough to understand that. So I think that it's going to be a rough first half for the Giants. But as they've shown all season long, they're, they, they make proper adjustments in the second half. They stick around in games. Um, and they, you can't sleep on them. Um, and I know that's a bit cliched, but, but that's sort of been their, their tone set throughout the course of the year. So, I mean, are we looking at this game right now at seven and a half and thinking, yeah, the Giants can make it a single possession game by the time things are said and done? Absolutely. But I think from a talent level, it's Philadelphia, and I think they completely trump the Giants here. All right, Heiss, I've got a teaser for you. You ready for this? Let's go. It's a six and a half point teaser, and we've got all four legs. We've got all four games involved in this one, and it's all four favorites. Chiefs minus two, Eagles minus one, Bills plus one, and the 49ers plus three. How are we feeling? Can't lose, right? That's a that's a two-to-one <laughs> bet. We can't lose, right? Here, here's what I'll say. I, I think the, the first two teasers are the one that certainly make the most sense to me. The only problem is that you and, and every other better in America is going to be teasing those two games down. Can't because wait. We're all going to win they, together. They, they, go th- hey, they go through the, the key numbers of seven and three. It's it's set up perfectly on the board at FanDuel, right? You can take the Chiefs down to two and a half. You can take the Eagles down to one and a half. It, it makes total sense. I, I would also tell you that historically betting on underdogs straight up, even though it's a losing record, has been a profitable strategy in this particular round of the playoffs. So I, I can't necessarily get behind it. And I also am just, I, I don't love the idea of taking a teaser of going from, you know, minus five to the plus one to, to me it's like well oh, it's what, a money line it's a money line bet heist i when, when they win by two and a half or when they win by two you're gonna be over there saying i should have i should have talked to bk I nobody taken would ever advice. say that <laughs> 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 All right, if, if, when buffalo wins by two and i didn't include them in my teaser this week i right. will be the first to admit bk that i was wrong you were right i'm stupid you're smart the whole happy there we go team. 
There you go. I'll be right You're there. You're good for looking. You. I'm ugly. <laughs> I'm not really good looking. Yeah, so whatever it was. Ice, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy the, the football this weekend. Should be some good games. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk with you again next week, my man. Sounds great, fellas. Be good.